And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the Music Freaks. Here we go. Yeah. Why are we starting with this song today? You got me, man. You're the one that said, hey, let's start with Pick Up the Pieces. I'm going to tell you. This, by the way, is episode four. We're calling this one number four with a bullet. Ah. Why? Ah. I'll tell you right now, though, why we're playing this song by Average White Band, or went on to be AWB for the lazy people. 1975 this week. In this week of 75, number one song right there. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The song did? They did. Average White Band did? They did. Oh, congratulations. Well, maybe it was the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have no clue. Either way. I've kind of lost myself in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, so have a lot of folks that are like... Buddy Holly made it, didn't he? Uh, okay, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Buddy okay. Good. Yeah. He was good. the original cast. You're good. Okay. Anyway, the reason I bring up a chart song that was number one this week in 1975 is because we're going to talk about the Countdown King. That would be... <laughs> Any, anybody, including women who have ever been in radio, have done an imitation. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll always continue to, to do that because he was so unique and he was on for so freaking long. Yes. Unfortunately, now he's dead, but... The one and only Casey Kasem. That's right. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, everybody. Casey Kasem. Here in Jacksonville, we had Casey Vaughn for a short period of time in like the... I'm thinking it was... I I remember the song. I would have to look up the actual date then because he had a song... um, He had a song that was... um, uh, number number 40, I remember it being on like Sunday night and I remember hearing this countdown. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. it was Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids. Oh, wow. And At uh, number 40? Did you boogie with your baby or something? And it made it th- probably that high, yeah, it too, it made it to 39, it? probably, with the big big peak. All right, hang on. i, I got to look at that did one Did you boogie with your baby in the backseat of a cat? And Wolfman Jack's on at the end of it. Yep, that was Wolfman Jack helping out Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids. <laughs> did you boogie with your baby? And... <laughs> So I thought, oh, this is cool. Well, then it didn't come on again, or I kept missing it. And then it wasn't on for a while here in Jacksonville in the early 70s. And I remember it came back on like in early 76, it came back on. That's when it was. So It actually peaked at 29. Did you boogie with your baby? Yeah. What year? 76. Was that 76? Okay. Late, late 76. Where is, okay, now that's a different one then. I'm thinking of another Flash Cadillac song. What was their first hit? Uh, Caught Rod Lincoln. No. Hot Rod Lincoln never made it? Nope. Oh, man. is It's not Flash Cadillac. Is it Commander Cody? Yeah, that was Commander Cody. We'll look up Commander Cody then. Okay. I get them confused. Well, that made it. That made it. What year was that? That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the first time I heard Casey. I want to say it was like 71. Okay. Well, so maybe we we, we picked up Casey in 71, and we had it for just a scant bit of time. And then it went away, and nobody picked it up. Uh, The top 40 stations weren't playing it, or I couldn't find them until the uh, spring of 76, or early 76, they picked it up. 72 was Commander Cody. There you go. Peaked at number nine. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. That That was a big song for them. And then after that, Crickets. Not the song not, Crickets. Not the Buddy Holly no. band. And not, no, no, it was Crickets. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. That, that was the Casey we had. I had it for a while and then picked it up in 76. And I truly locked into Casey and listened uh, almost every week, if it possible, from 76 to probably 80. Yeah. That's about, that's about my prime Casey listening time. And then into the 80s, if, I, if it was working out, I would, I would hear him. But, I would hear him growing up in Syracuse, New York. WNDR had it on. Uh, AM 1260, they would play it Sunday mornings, and I would be glued to the radio. Right. Eight, eight to noon. I would be. And uh, I always remember, you know, at that time, thank goodness, even though AM radio was the only thing around, you could hear it really strong because during the day, AM stations would be strongest. At night, they would be like less power right because of fcc rules they were the dumbest i I never understood those rules they had to power down yeah but But, okay some wished to power off so the clear channel stations could play you know throughout the country for safety reasons or whatever yeah then up north you'd hear wls out of chicago in new york 
at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd hear I'd hear WLS down here. Yeah, I'd hear Whoa Whoa Radio at Fort Wayne. Oh yeah, Indiana. Fort Wayne. Yep. Um, uh, LAC, the Rhythm Blues Station. Is that the Rhythm Blues Station out of Nashville or somewhere? That sounds right. But I used to pick that up. I used to pick up an R and B station. I used to have Tennessee. a I used to have a clock radio. It was only AM radio, no FM on it whatsoever. And at night, I would lock myself in my bedroom. And I would try to see what stations I could pick up on the AM radio. You're bringing a tear to my eye because I'm not kidding you. That's my, my dad and I. One of my fondest memories uh, with my dad was when we would lay there. He would he would do it without me. Uh, he'd be laying on the and, and back in the den, and he would lay on the floor and have a big Channel Master radio. Yeah, and big mother, and he would uh, dial back and forth. Just listening yeah. and picking up stations, and I would get down there and lay on the floor with him. Yep. I'm honestly, I mean, that's not like as a baby. I'm talking like as a 12 year old. That's some of the coolest things. Yeah. Uh, of doing that, and we would pick up all the stations that just mentioned. Oh yeah, I was I was a geek. I yeah. was just a total radio AM nerd. We were meant to do this. CKLW. We? I'd pick that up at night out of yeah, Detroit, out of, Windsor. Yes. And I picked up WAPE out of Jacksonville mm-hmm. one time. It was like right around the time of sunset. Yep. That's when a lot of the stations would still be the strongest, even though the local stations would go less power. Right, so right at sunset, they used to have to shut down. But right there, right, right before sunset. Right at that little bit of an area there, I actually picked up Cleveland Wheeler on WAPE, and I heard him say, he, he introed Maggie May. Wow. And he was the one that always said, Rod Stewart singing Maggie May. Then again, she may not. She may not. <laughs> that has stuck with me since then. That is, uh, that, yeah, that's 72, 71. Because I know Rod yeah. was 71. Yeah. We had, uh, in fact, you're talking about that CK, the station up in Detroit uh, that went into Canada. CKLW, yeah. They were uh, huge. The guy who left here went up there to uh, work. And okay. He, he was APE's afternoon guy, Teddy Bear. Oh, yeah. Teddy Bear. Okay. Well, the crazy thing was he was also my sixth grade teacher's wife. So ah. I'm in sixth grade in 1971, <laughs> wow. and Miss Richardson was my teacher. Yeah, and Ted Richardson is, was Teddy Bear. Okay, and so the funny thing was, she I we we liked her as a teacher. She was really cool, and but she let us know that her husband was Teddy Bear Neat. early when we first got there. We're like, oh my, this is so cool. Teddy yeah. Bear's wife is my teacher, right? And so uh, at about halfway, about Christmas break, she goes, "Well, guys, I just want to let you know, um, I, I'm going to be moving." Uh, we're going up to Detroit. And wow. so a lot of us in the class went, oh, crap, Teddy Bear's leaving. <laughs> we went, oh, no, we're going to miss you too, yeah. Miss Richardson. Yeah. She kind of looked Great. and had that little, like, thanks a lot. Yeah, guy. she was the afterthought. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Great. But, yeah, Teddy Bear was up there and left here. And that was the same time frame. Cleveland, yeah. good time, rock and roll wheeler. Yep. And right right there, Jay Thomas, uh, which yeah. we'll have to tell that story one day. Right, we will. And Jay Thomas was on at night, actually, for a while and then went to went to mornings for a short time. The good old days. Man, that's really cool. That yeah. is cool. And that's what we, we did. We'd listen to the radio all the time. Absolutely. And so it was. It just made it more geekier because each local station, your station did a top five at five. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah. And ours did. ADE yeah. did the old top five at five. So I used to make my own countdowns. I would go further than five. I'd take the records yep. in my house that my sisters had or my mom and my dad and then the little junk I had. And I would put it all together and do my own countdown. <laughs> the junk I had. Before I'd ever heard of Casey Kasem, <laughs> yeah. I would do like my own top ten. Yeah. But it would be like, you know, coming in at number 10, it's Peter and the Wolf from my oh, album wow. collection. And wow. number nine, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> so it was eclectic back then. Uh, and so we were we were all doing our count. Our you're eclectic countdowns. now. What are you talking about then? <laughs> That's, what does that mean? Man, nothing's changed. Nothing's man. changed. Nothing's changed. Wow. I'm going from Sinatra to Al Green. You're a freak. In the car. You're such a freak. So. That's funny because we did do that, and we did it even before Casey was around. We were doing countdowns, so I think that's the geeky, geeky part in us. Yeah. When Casey came on, we're like, "This is the king of our dreams." Locked here, in because that's what we did. Locked in. Yeah. Well, Casey did a lot of stuff, but he got, he became known nationwide for American Top Forty, and it was an idea that they put together. And the first show was in 1970, July 4th, 1970. He did the countdowns. Uh, with Don Bastani and Ron Jacobs. They were the ones that helped right. produce and put it all together, distribute and do all that. And uh, they did the show from July 4th, 1970 to August 6th of 88. And then from March of uh, 1998 to January 3rd of 2004, he did another countdown. Well, it was Casey's top 40 or something, Well, they it? changed that in yeah. the 90s, which we will play a soundbite of that here okay. in a little bit. 
But um, Casey also, and I did not, I did not know I this. I didn't know it. No, I did not. I did not know this. He did a show in L.A. This came up on a uh, page on Facebook just this past week. It's called Vintage Los Angeles is mm. the name of the page. And on there is this poster from KTLA Channel 5 out there. And um, he did a show called Shebang. <laughs> Not to be confused with Ricky Martin's she, she bangs. That was much later. Or much worse, William Hung. Didn't he do a Oh, stop it. Why bring him into this? Okay. Thank you. The late 60s is when Shebang was on, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. with Casey Casey. So it was like where the action is or. Uh, yeah, it was one of those bandstand. like uh, a, a hullabaloo, one of those type mm-hmm. shows. But the uh, daily one, so it was like Bandstand, right? It was like Bandstand because yeah. Dick Clark produced the freaking thing oh dick clark dick clark had his fingers in everything in everything 1955 to 65 and and let me say this right now since we're mentioning dick clark ryan seacrest will never be dick clark he'll try to be everywhere like dick clark but well yeah there's only one dick clark there's only one there's only one dick clark so casey the start of his i want to play I want us to play the uh, progression of this (laughs) countdown and what casey sounded like then and how like stripped down raw the first episode was very much so and even as the, the casiness of him didn't come out till a few years after that it, no you're right he he he, he uh he what, what what's the word maybe he was trying i thought it you know i listen to these early countdowns now because xm 70s oh, yeah. on seven they play them all and time. i listen to that whenever yeah. i'm available and and I listened to those early ones, and I was like, "Man, he's like he's like trying to be cool, right? He's like trying to be hip, right?" And Al Green at number four, and it's almost like being like a jive talking yeah. when he's playing the R and B songs, which sounds real creepy yeah, now. It, it's hokey, but yeah. uh, anyway, okay, you want to hear the uh, the first? Yeah, yeah, do the very first one. All right, that has that bad synthesizer in it. Awful. Yeah, there we go. No, I don't think that's the first one. Yeah, is it? I wrote it down that way, so let's see. Okay. Here we go with the top 40 hits in the nation this week on American Top 40, the best-selling and most played songs from the Atlantic to the Pacific, from Canada to Mexico. This is Casey Kasem in Hollywood, and in the next three hours, we'll count down the 40 most popular hits in the United States this week. Three hours. Record charts of Billboard magazine for the week ending July the 11th, 1970. In this hour at number 32 in the countdown, a song that's been a hit Four different times in 19 years. Oh, my. And we're just one tune away from the singer with the $10,000 gold hubcaps on his car. What? Now on with the countdown. Number 40. Here's Marvin Gaye, his hit, End of Our Road. I've never heard this song, Marvin Gaye, at 40. Let me say something about American Top 40. Boy, especially the early countdowns. They shouldn't have gone to 40. They should have stopped at 30. Those bottom 10 songs were bricks. They were awful. When I heard some of them in the early 70s with friggin' Al Martino and uh, uh, Perry Como on American Top 40, I'm going, really? Uh-huh. What the hell are we listening to? And you know what else they also made the Top 40 back then? You can tell when the record labels were just cramming it. Hey, listen, I'll give you a car if you if you yeah. move this piece of crap Diana Ross song oh, yeah. into the Top 40. Oh, yeah. we got to give her another Top 40 hit yeah. because these songs would peak at 38 and it yeah. usually was superstars with really songs or most forgettable songs. You're like, yeah. gosh, why would she even record that? Right, right. And uh, that happened a lot. Those are the, some of the bricks. Now, there are some of the real cool ones that were kind of rock tracks, like I'd love to change the world by 10 years after okay yeah to 39 or something yeah and it's one of those when sometimes the rock track would filter in yeah uh i i liked uh, the bottom 10 not as not as i didn't hate him as much as you did oh because you and i would listen when you used to run it yeah you know, your station you worked at yeah you used to run it and we would listen like yeah. the tuesday it came in right and we'd listen to the top the first 10 and go oh my gosh these are horrible horrible yeah that's i mean funny. they peaked at 37 some of them peaked at 40 which we'll hear one of those here in, in a little bit <laughs> It's but not now, Marvin Gaye, and it's not the guy with the gold hubcaps. That's right. But that was Casey. Now that was went, the that was the intro to not, the very first show. Yeah. Now the next tr- track, um, his first number one. Do you remember that first number one? I didn't until I loaded it. Okay, so you listened to it. I did. Well, I, yeah, I had to put this in. So. Yeah, you cheated. So here we go. This is Casey Kasem with American Top 40. We've counted down 39 of this week's 40 best-selling songs in the country. What, Isaiah Tamita? Did he show up and start doing the music? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was like make something. Like a bad science fiction Awful, movie. Awful, yeah. All right, Casey, sorry. Back to you. This is Casey Kasem with American Top 40. We've counted down 39 of this week's 40 best-selling songs in the country. Well, that means only one. 
and it moved into the top spot just this week. And as far as I know, this group has never explained exactly why they chose their weird name, but they do tell us where they found it. On chilly nights, the Aborigines of Australia took a dog to bed with them to keep warm. What? On colder nights, they'll take two dogs. Ah! And when it really gets cold, they need three dogs oh, to my keep goodness. from freezing. Now that's a cold night. Hey. A three-dog night. <laughs> Billboard's number one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, now, hold on. Now, listen to the very end here, how the show ends. How it ends. <laughs> Mama told me, three-dog night. That's it. That's, good night, everybody. <laughs> That's how you end the first show. Wow. Are you kidding me? He didn't tell you to keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching. He for didn't the tell you to squat. He barely, he barely got number he, one out. He was like, "I'm done. I'm getting the hell out. I gotta go eat or I'm something." A, I'm on a time card right now, and I yeah. gotta get. Yeah. I'm meeting Don at the Biner. <laughs> I'll have BLTs. Oh. Uh, so uh. that was the very first show. So raw, and but but. And only eight stations carried it, or ten stations. It was very low. Very few. Very few. I mean, it's in there, oh. and he had L.A., of course, but he, oh, he yeah. was a top L.A. guy. Now, can you imagine, I was thinking about this, because back in the day, every station got vinyl yeah. for that countdown. Sure. What was the mailing cost for that kind for of real? stuff? I mean, every week you're getting four albums, three albums, four albums, because it started off... I guess he was doing, they're doing the 40 biggest hits, well, excuse me, the 30 biggest hits in America. And 10 bricks. Oh, you could build a slab with that freaking thing. <laughs> Here's another one from Diana Ross you're not going to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, with this one, the next one is from the 80s. Yes. This was from my collection from vinyl. This is the Tony Mann collection. This was the start of a show in the, I think this was 86. 84, it says here. Does it? And okay. I think the song titles will do it. Here we go. Tomita's still doing music for yeah. him. It's good to hear. Yeah. Sean Michael Jarre. <laughs> Hello again, and welcome to American Top 40. He's My name is Casey Kasem. We're about to count down the 40 yeah. biggest hits in the USA. All right. These are the records you're buying and radio stations are playing all but over Frank America Stallone this week, according to the official survey of Billboard yeah, magazine. Far from over. So here we go, yeah, starting off no with Frank, our recap of last week's top three. Right. The song at number three last week was Hello by Lionel Richie. Yeah. Hello. The hit at number two was Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. And the smash at number one last week was Let's Hear It for the Boy by Denise Williams. Yeah. It's been at number one for two weeks. Does it hold the top spot for Casey. a third week? No. We'll find here out. You go. I'm Casey Casey. Here you go. Countdown Listen to begins. this one. Number 40. It's the band out of Chicago, Sticks, and they're hit at number 40 for a second week. Music time. What? Hey, it's music. What? Oh, oh, oh. What? No, nobody needed to hear that song. Uh, when you're telling me it's a hit for the second week at 40, that's not a hit. <laughs> not a hit. I guess it was better than those that peaked in the 70s. Oh, but my God. What? He's music time? I don't remember oh, what the hell that was. Those, that was the one. That was the post Roboto crap, man. It that was. That was when Dennis DeYoung made them all dress up in these yeah. suits. And they were all, they had all checked out by the time this one came out. Yo, they no had kidding. All, it, this was the Dennis DeYoung show. Wow. And nobody else wanted to be a part of that. And that's why, you know, when Sticks tours, you mm. know, for the last 20 years, it's been without Dennis DeYoung. So since we're in the 80s right now. Yeah. Remember I told you on the last episode, I did have a letter from Casey? You had a letter from Casey. He writes, Dear fellow broadcasters, this was late 86, what a great business we're in. You know, I couldn't say this if we were selling insurance or installing kitchen cabinets. (laughs) However vital those products and services are, there just is no other business where we could be earning a living and getting the satisfaction that comes from opening a mic and talking to the people. For some reason or other, this time of the year gets me to thinking about it. <laughs> I, I get moist. Hold on. <laughs> now, now, I can't get through this. Stop it. <laughs> oh. And I want to tell it to somebody who'll understand. Another broadcaster. Merry Christmas. And I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Oh, and Happy New Year. Sincerely, Casey Kasem. <laughs> Letter from Casey. That was <laughs> the longest dedication from Casey. It, it sounded just like it, didn't it? it? It's going oh. from me to you. That's right. With all the love in the world. Here's the outfield. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> man, that's great. I framed that. I would. It's on my desk at the Tony Mansion. I, I have to have that. I mean, I have to look at that every day and say, I, I know this thing went out to 4 billion people probably in the radio industry. I didn't get one. You, well, Don't okay. Worry. All right. 3 billion 900. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I just, I really thought that was cool. And when I found that, I was like, yeah, I got to keep this. My best part, my best Casey fact is I got to talk to him. He was, uh, we were doing some things. We were doing a lot of interviews with, uh, through ABC radio and somehow it mainly for, it was made mainly for major markets. You'd see the list of people he's, you know, people he's talking to and it's Atlanta, New York, LA, yeah, Jacksonville, yeah. you know, right. we had it. evidently we did a, we filled in one time on an interview and the guy who puts these together, his name was Wayne Fisk out of New York. And he must've really liked us. Or the fact is that, you know, we were prepared and we, you know, we didn't suck. Right. And um, so he started tossing us some major of some of these people he was always pitching out of New York. Okay. And so we got, um, for a while, we had like Rod Steiger. Oh, no way. Peter Falk. Wow. Richard Lewis at the at the height of his popularity. Right. All these different people. It was like, yeah, we'll talk to him. Sure. sure. You know? Uh, well, one time they said, hey, would you like to? We had Ed McMahon. And uh, I, I did a Johnny Carson imitation for Ed. Did he crack up? He liked it. Did he? He did. He did an intro. I'll tell you that, that later. Okay. We're on Casey. <laughs> and so, and so Casey was one. They pops up. Hey, would you like to talk to Casey Kasem? He's being the ambassador for the Jerry Lewis Telethon. And would you he like? Did, yeah, he did those. He did those. He did. And so we thought, oh yes, we'll talk to Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. So we got a chance to talk to Casey, and he was as nice and kind as you would expect. Yeah, he was as nice as that letter he just wrote, and he was truly <laughs> sincere. He was truly just a great guy. Uh, one of the questions I asked him, I asked him if he, um, and I can't find that clip. I asked him, uh, does he? I said, you know, Casey, everybody in radio does a Casey Kasem in, yeah. in, imitation. Yeah. Do you do one? Do you do Casey? Yeah, have you ever done a Casey case of imitation? And he goes, you know, it's a funny question, but there's a real answer to it. <laughs> one time, I was doing, I was doing a break, and I was doing one of the countdowns, and I said, and I got done talking, and I thought, wait a minute, I sound like Dana Carvey doing me, <laughs> and so it's me uh, doing Dana Carvey doing me, uh, and uh, <laughs> Dana Carvey, if you don't know, Saturday Night Live, he used yep. to do a pretty good Casey. Yep. And so, and then, because he used to do it, he, Dana Carvey would do it more of a, a, a buffoonish uh, kind right, of thing. Right. But he would go, "I'm Casey Kasem. My hair's on fire," and I, you know, he would say that. Yeah, that was Dana Carvey's little, you know, running shtick with Casey. Sure. And then Casey Kasem, he after he said, I, "I, it's me doing Dana Carvey doing me." And then this is <laughs> truly Casey on the on the interview. I'm Casey Kasem. My hair's on fire, and I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> So he had a great sense of humor. Good about everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that it, really that's is cool. Uh, that, and truly, so it, my love for Casey is almost like my love for Elvis Presley. Is that I love the talent. I love yeah. everything about him. But there's always that sticky stuff, even oh, like yeah. the bad Elvis movies, oh, or yeah. Casey having you know, sounding really out of out of place when he's doing some of the song titles oh, that he had to do. Perfect example. Yeah, in the '80s, I'm in Daytona. And we're running Casey. And this new act was on the countdown that week. (laughs) Here they are, debuting all three of them all together. It's Lisa Lisa, Cult Jam, and Full Force with I Wonder If I Take You Home. I fell (laughs) out of the car. Fell out of the car. I heard that one. I heard that one. I remember when it happened because I remember laughing so hard. And it wasn't too long after that. Number 35, it's Run DMC and You Be (laughs) Illin. Oh, we've got some of the, there's a couple of those coming up in the early 2000s clip. But before we get, but before we continue the countdown. Here's a tease. Who's got gold hubcaps? (laughs) It's John Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The. uh, 91 open? What do you, what do you want? No, I want the tirade. Oh, okay. I must, I must go somewhere else on this. This is Casey. And if you have tender ears. Well, this when when we put explicit. As a label on That's the um, podcast, you'll know why with this. So if uh, if, if if yeah, if, let me. F- I'm going to take a second to find it. So cover, all right. Cover, so so cover so me. well with this. This is something. The, and the reason that I want to play this is because we've all been through this in the world of radio. We've always had that time when you're getting ready to do something or you have dead air. That was my pet peeve mm-hmm. when stuff didn't work. 
Back in the day, we had carts. Yeah, little carts. They looked like eight tracks. Yeah. But they were carts that you would put in to play commercials, drops, whatever. And sometimes the guy before you wouldn't let them queue up. I don't know why. You had six cart decks or maybe more to let these things queue back up to the beginning, and some people just wouldn't do it. For some reason, they would just hit stop and pull them out. Yep. You talk about being pissed. Oh, man, I would. that's when you would be throwing stuff around in the studio. Everybody that's done radio, you can relate to this because <laughs> I remember one night I was working at QIK AM. Right. Matt Ray, my buddy, who's still in the business, was on QIK FM. I heard all this noise going on. We were on at the same time down the hall from each other. And even with doors closed, I could hear these noises going on, like stuff was slamming. He was throwing shit all over the control room. <laughs> Taking the carts and slamming them under the side of the walls. I mean, just going off. This is Casey Kasem and one of his tirades, and it is uncensored. He's unfiltered. He's Casey Kasem. And dropping some F-bombs. And yes, here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right. Please be the one. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What <laughs> So if everybody <laughs> was able, and now we got digital, so we don't really save outtakes anymore. No. But back in the days of tape, yeah, you would have it all on there. Yeah. You would either splice it out or just go after it right. and do your thing. Right. Especially doing little clips like that, little yeah. shout outs. Uh, we do promos in the morning and, and we, I don't save them because, but there's always an outtake of one of us goofing something up. Uh-huh. And out, outtake reels are funny. They really because are. Because you hear how professional everybody's supposed to be and, yeah. and then you hear them with the guard down or things uh-huh. aren't the way it's supposed to be that's why watching uh carol burnett or whatever yeah. or seeing those outtakes of uh friends and seeing uh-huh. them uh and kramer and all that on Sci-Fi. hilarious yeah but they're funny and that's why and then to come from casey who you never expect to be a right. human being is being human what the hell's going on here oh geez well isn't it the last hour we got another hour to do <laughs> geez, i thought we were almost finished good golly miss molly boy this is fucking ponderous man Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. Uh, this one. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, uh-huh. whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, oh. and here's what he writes. Here we go. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Oh. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most <laughs> certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Yeah. Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Yeah. Okay. I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Oh. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. <laughs> oh, by the way. It's a god last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. He's right about the transition thing. But what was funny to me, what's hilarious to me, was the 2 a.m., that one. He didn't proofread or, or go over any of his stuff. He just starts reading it. Two. Two? <laughs> Maybe oh, it was supposed to be 12 or something. Kidding, like, I'm oh, on at two. Killing me. I'm on at two in the friggin' morning. Oh, man. Oh. And the funny thing was, when you'd hear that, I remember like, I, the, like the second week I ever got in radio, somebody goes, have you heard the Casey stuff? You know, Right. And uh, you know, they'd have it on cassette. Yeah. And you'd listen. And the first part of you is going, Oh, that's that's not real. Yeah, that's not. Hey, he wouldn't. There's not a dog named Snuggles. I know. You know, know. everything sounded so too bad. Like some radio guys got together and faked it, and the guy was a great Casey, which uh, I've heard better. You know, uh, you know, really good people. And so you're thinking, oh, come on, that's fake. And so it went on for a while that people wasn't sh- well, they weren't sure if this was actually real. Right. Well, I saw him early on uh, like Conan O'Brien, like the 
first year Conan was on. Okay. And he had Casey on. Okay. And and Conan says the exact same thing I just said. It's like, hey, anybody of us, any of us who ever got into broadcasting, yeah. taking broadcasting classes, yeah. he goes, we always heard the Casey outtake, and we you know we weren't sure if it was real or not. Yeah. And Casey goes, I hate to say it, yeah. but it was real. Yeah. And, uh, and the tape had gotten out and things like that. Well, speaking of late night, we're going to play something not right now, but right after this one. Because this was the name change that you talked about earlier. It was no longer American Top 40. But here he is in the early 90s. Still bad cheesy intro music. This just in. I'm waiting for Mary Hart to come on. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Casey's Top 40. Ah. I'm Casey Kasem, and I'm all set to count down the 40 most popular songs in the USA. Yes. Our rankings come from the official survey of radio stations from coast to coast, conducted by Radio and Records, the industry's number one newspaper. Yeah. Well, we've got six big debuts this week. Oh, my. Prince and Karen White with follow-ups to their recent number Karen one. White. And a live her. superstar duet by Elton John and George Michael. But before we start counting them down to number one, let's take a look at the songs that topped the chart last week. Okay. At number three, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys, Boys to Men. Men. At number two, Paula Abdul and Blowing Kisses in the Wind. <laughs> and at number one last week, Michael Bolton with When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh. Can Michael stretch his streak at number one to I four weeks not. in a row? I hope There's his only voice. one way to find out. Let the countdown begin. Number 40. There you go. It was uh, Casey's top 40. Did they bump him off or did they just made it his? I, no, I, I think what happened was the distribution changed. And uh, they said, you know what? I'm going to change the name and go someplace else. I think then he went to Premier Networks. He, he went to his own, his maybe probably more of a piece of the of the distribution. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he so did. Maybe lucrative. But it was also the time that maybe Casey was, you know, because other people have been listening to you be Ellen. You know, set adrift <laughs> on memory bliss. <laughs> Blowing kisses in the wind. And so maybe they were thinking, you know, maybe we need somebody younger. Is this where What's-His-Face, Goofy, Shadow Stevens took over for American uh, sh- Top 40? Sh- uh, yeah, because uh, I cut out the part where he's doing the billboard for the... Oh, okay. And now Casey's Top 40 brought to you by, and there was a laundry list of, of uh, sponsors. Right. So that might have been it. That's yeah. interesting. But now, a little bit of fun with Casey, and next to Johnny Carson... The best late night host ever. Ever, especially I would always say the uh, the NBC years, but yeah. in the early part of the CBS years, and then he became just a real grump. And this was the early part in yeah. on CBS. Yeah, and this was uh, David Letterman, who from eighty, I'd say from eighty one to, uh, to to when he went off on ninety three on that NBC show. Those yeah. were probably the most watched things I've ever. Oh, absolutely. Ever done. Yeah, I think a lot of people on our, in our age group. That was uh, that Big was time. the show. I think this was ninety three. So this is early. This is early on uh, on CBS. This is early on CBS. Yeah, and uh, we'll let Dave take it from here. And now to count down tonight's list. Here is Mister Countdown himself, Casey Kasem. Casey, come on in. Lots of fanfare. Yes, fanfare for Casey. Thank you, Paul. Tonight's category, (laughs) top 10 favorite numbers from 1 to 10. Here we go. (laughs) Top 10 favorite numbers from 1 to 10. Casey? Starting off tonight's list at number 10. 10. (laughs) Moving into single digits now, at number nine, it's... Nine. (laughs) Making its first appearance on the top ten list at number eight... Six. Silly. Goofy Dave, given the numbers. Number seven is a favorite of anyone who's ever been in love. Here it is. Five. At number six, and the countdown doesn't stop till we get to the top, it's eight. (laughs) Dropping three notches from last week's number two, here at number five is one. (laughs) Holding steady at number four. Four. It's Why are they the funny? square root of nine and the first digit of five <laughs> at number three. That's right, it's three. 
brought in bad Casey trivia. Yeah. That's funny. That was the funniest and now, thing. And now, before we hear number one, at number two, seven. All right, here we go. Classic Casey. And tonight's request and dedication <laughs> goes out to a 15-year-old girl named Stephanie from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Here's what she writes. Dear Casey, my boyfriend Bruce moved away last month because his father has a new job in Buffalo and we miss each other terribly. It would mean a lot to both of us if you'd say our favorite number. Well, Stephanie and Bruce, I'll do what I can to make things a little easier during this difficult time. Here's your request, Stephanie and Bruce. Your favorite number debuting all the way up at number one. Two. Oh, when late night was funny and not political. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah, buddy. That's great. And that's Casey making fun of himself yep. and having fun. And just like my, the interview I got the chance to do with him. And uh, Casey, I don't know what it was about him being on TV, but everything was a pullover sweater on Casey. Oh, you know, man, he did that can- the video show. Yeah, he did that top 10 the top thing. 10 videos. And, and, the, and the top 10 worst or the worst 10 sweaters. He wore every one of them on and, that show. And that was the funny part. When it made it to video, we only saw the only time I ever saw Casey's face. Or was uh, he would say because he did acting sometimes. You know, right. he was the voice, of course, of Shaggy on the original Scooby Doo. He was. I've got a story about that too. And he did some other uh, car- cartoon voices. Right. Well, he also acted, and he would tell you. And if you're watching TV on Tuesday night, I'll be on an episode of Banachek. <laughs> And so I remember Banachek. whatever it wow. was, it was one of those detectives. Wow. Was, you just pulled that one? Uh, yeah, I just pulled Oh, it. out of your ass. That's what you did with that. <laughs> no, no, wow. No, welcome to my world. Uh. Welcome to my wife's world, actually. And so. Hey, Jill. <laughs> and so uh, that's when I, th- oh, I'm going to stay up. Or he, I would be on the Rockford Files Friday night at ten, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll see what Casey looks like, and then, and then you hear, um, you know, like uh, say Banachek's walking around, Banachek. looking good with that haircut. Oh Lord! And uh, and he's walking around, and then you hear, hey Banachek, and you know it's Casey's voice. Yeah. And then they cut to him, and he's up there like, Casey looks like that. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, really? <laughs> Casey looks like that. They knew he wouldn't make it. Really? See, there you <laughs> exactly. go. Exactly. And so that was funny. That first time I saw Casey, and then he was doing his show yeah. on the video countdown every week. You right. saw old kind of goofy looking Casey. Absolutely. And it, that was even funnier to hear, you know, because he would say uh, titles that sounded weird coming out of his mouth. But then to see him say them yeah. made him even funnier. Yeah. Carl Carlton at number 10, and she's a bad mamma jamma. <laughs> And to see him say that, we thought, oh, man, that's uh, crazy. That's a good one, too. But I, I, that Lisa, Lisa. That's, Lisa, that, yeah, because it, oh. it's two bands and one singer oh. coming together for one great song. Yeah. Oh. Lisa, Lisa with Colt uh. <laughs> And I wonder if I take you. And you be Illin. <laughs> you be Illin. All right, well, he had it, some great ones. on the next one, you're going to hear him say a couple of those that will absolutely be like, wait a minute, these don't fit. These artists and Casey, they just don't fit. The Where, early 2000s. Early, t- which one's this? Um, did I miss it? Maybe I missed this one. Did you? I got uh, Hair on Fire. I got the first intro, first number one, 1984. Uh-oh. I got Last Breaks. I don't I don't think I got that other one. Or if I did, I uh, I didn't load it. Hang on. What a guy. And you be illin'. <laughs> I be illin' because I didn't have the clip. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm going to knock myself down four notches. Um... <laughs> Oh, by the way, you know, I, I, I wanted to explain the uh, the title of the episode, number four, with a bullet. When I mentioned that to my wife, Kim, she's like, what does the bullet mean? What, did Casey get shot? Yeah. All right, no. No. A bullet is something on the charts. Have you ever looked at an old Billboard magazine or maybe even R&R, Radio mm-hmm. and Records? Uh, they would have songs moving up the charts. And the way that you would know that on R&R, the number would be in black. Uh, like a black circle, like you would fill in on a survey or a, a voting uh, form. Right. Um, and in Billboard, they'd be stars in the number, or the number would be in yeah, a star. Yeah, a star. Those were songs that were moving up the charts. They had upward momentum. They were about to go to the top. That's what, with a bullet, 
means. Right. People would in the business would call them with a bullet. Nobody's like shooting each other or anything like that or loading a, you know. And for some reason, I don't see this one. Okay, that's fine. All right. Let's move forward to the very last breaks of Casey, and you'll definitely hear a change in his voice. I mean, the last one we heard was, you know, hey, hey, it's Casey, or maybe probably on Letterman was him. So you could hear him a little older then, you know. It's been 30 dang years, for crying out loud. You don't expect him to sound perfect ever, forever. But then this one kind of breaks your heart. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. Well, now we're up to the number one song in the land. and I- well, What year is this? I want to say it was 2007 uh, or wait something. A second. Wait a second. It might have been... Um, oh, oh, I know the song, so I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll listen. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, now we're up to the number one song in the land. And our look back at four amazing decades, counting them down. Oh, four. The countdown began on the 4th of July, 1970. It was an idea that my partner, Don Bastani, and I came up with. Is Don on the our phone? Our first show <laughs> took more than 18 hours to record. And at first, we only had seven stations. But Don and I believed, and so did a growing number of listeners. Back then, there were no long-distance dedications on the show. That didn't come along until 1978 Snuggles. when Matt Wilson located one in the mail. Snuggles. And That's Matt's Snuggles. been with us ever since. <laughs> to date, we've read more than 3,000 of your dedications. Over the years, musical trends have come and gone. From disco to new wave, from punk to hip-hop, from bubblegum to rock. We've been there, calm them down. It's been a great 39 years, and it's really been an honor for me. But... We're not finished yet. Our first number one back in 1970 was Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. And we've got one more song to go. The number one song in the USA for a third week is Second Chance by Shinedown. There it is. The number one song in the USA on American Top 20 for a third week. 20. Second Chance by Shinedown. 20. I'd like to share with you something I've learned over the years. Success doesn't happen in a vacuum. You're only as good as the people you work with and the people you work for. I've been lucky. I've worked for and with the very best. American Top 20 is a production of the Premier Radio Networks. AT20 was created by Casey Kasem and Don Bustani. Produced by Lori Crimmy. Our staff includes Matt Wilson, Meryl Schindler, and Toby James Petty. Production and engineering by Michael Cooper and Ray Hernandez. I'm Casey Kasem. Now, one more time, the words I've ended my show with since 1970. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Except for the first show. He yep. just, he hauled ass. Yeah. He was done at the end. He's like, I'm out. But there it was Casey. I mean, so yeah. how many, that was like 08. I got shine down, hit peaked in 08. So he passed away only six years later, right? Uh, 2014. 2014. 2014. Yeah. Um, earlier you had mentioned that he was the voice of Shaggy and other cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this about Shaggy. Uh, he quit voicing him because of a Burger King commercial. Uh, Kasem was always a, devout vegan and animal rights activist and animal rights activist. He saw the commercial as a final straw and a long fight over Shaggy's eating habits. Casey returned to the show in 02 when producers agreed to make Shaggy vegetarian. Uh, yeah. Now back to the countdown. Number 16. Dun, 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 dun. So there you go. That's a cool little run through the world of Casey Kasem, man, because he is, uh, like I told you about Elvis, it was, yeah. I, I love him, and I, then I laugh with him. Oh, and yeah. there's some things you go, okay, that was, you sound squirrely, Casey, you know, but well, when, you you're gotta, that, when you're that big, it's the same thing with Elvis, yeah. when you're that big, uh, you can have fun in so many different ways with Casey. And you got to play that little snippet. You played the really one, but you got to play the other one because that one, this, I just, I, it cracks me up. Even when I'm on Cool FM now playing this particular song and I have the availability to do this, I hit this because Casey said, Shake, shake, shake your booty. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. I, here's the, I play this on, uh, on my, the country station I work at now. I'll do that like Country Girl Shake It for me. Yeah. That Luke Bryan song. And, and you'll play it, that. It's coming out. It's got a long outro. Right. Shake, shake, shake your booty. Dun, dun, dun. 
So to you get, can't help yourself. No, I have to throw that. You out have the to do that. You got this. Shake, shake, shake your booty. If there you, you go. had this somewhere unrecorded, you would use it all around. You know you would. You drive up to the drive-through. Welcome to Arby's. <laughs> Can I take your order? Shake, shake, shake your booty. Was that a combo? <laughs> shake, shake, shake your booty. What oh. would you like to drink with that? Shake, shake, shake your booty. A shake. Thank you. Shake, shake, shake your booty. <laughs> all right. You want the whipped cream with that? Yes. Um, <laughs> shake, shake, shake your booty. Speaking of Arby's, nice. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. This is not a Casey Kasem thing, but of all the commercials that are out there right now, this is without a doubt my favorite. Now, I want you to play the original song. Oh, you want to hear the original song first? Play that first. All right, hang on a second. And then we'll, after the hook, we'll go and play the commercial. Uh, there we go, okay. Because it's from the this 90s. To all the women in the world, boom, boom, boom. You know, a little Miami bass sound. Oh, yeah. Don't even matter your color. Your fellas, I forget about y'all. What the There's heck is this? Like Here we go. You're going to know it from the hook. Here we go. Right here. Okay, we don't have to hear any more of that. Freak do nasty and da dip. <laughs> I wish that I wish that hit forty just for that. But now, Here's freak nasty. this is my favorite. Com- I, I, we played that. Uh, well, John suffered through it. Thank you. Simply to get to this point, because this is my favorite commercial right now on television. Hit it. You put the sandwich in the dip. Brisket, bacon, beef, and Swiss. You put the sandwich in the dip. Brisket, bacon, beef, and Swiss. You put the sandwich in the dip. Brisket, bacon, beef, and Swiss. And then here again, just cut it off. <laughs> I don't know if that's funnier than the actual, but Ving Rames is having a ball doing that campaign. Ving has a great time doing that. He does, and, and they're paying him big time to do that for a dip. That's funny. Dip sandwich kind of thing. Now, yeah. see, that's funny. I've heard that, but I had no clue what it came from. I thought maybe that was just original. No. The same way, this is funny because my kids would do that when they hear uh, some song yeah. on a commercial. Right. And then, like, we're in the car and the song comes on. They're like, wait a minute, that was a real song? Yeah. Uh, they'll do that a lot. Yeah. In fact, it's so funny. My son, uh, he thought, uh, 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 no, no, not that one. Um, uh, the, the Billy Joel acapella one. Woo! Oh, the longest time. The longest time, and um, evidently, because I never saw this show, was uh, how I met your mother. Okay. And they sat around, and one time they did like the first verse. I will do dun dun. Okay. I haven't felt that in the longest time. Mm-hmm. And they did the first voice, the first verse of it, and then that was like just the intro, a cold intro, and they went to the open right. or whatever. Okay. And so I'm in the car with him, and then uh, he's singing it. He starts singing it like I mean, that's the song from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and then uh, and then Jill and I go into the bridge, you know. How did I? And then he goes, "Wait a minute! How do you know this? That's a real song." Yeah, see, it's like Billy Joel, man. How that's funny. a Billy Joel tune. So it's just funny. I'm the same way with Arby's, and probably we were the same way with some '50s tunes. Yeah, that we didn't know that my mom, you know, that right. our moms would know. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, that's an old Doris Day tune, and you're right. like, oh, crap, I thought they were just selling, you know, Gleam with well, it or something. Well, at the time, the Blues Brothers had Rubber Biscuit ball, ball, ball. that only peaked at 37. Hey, ba That was an original song from, like, the yeah. 50s by the uh, the Chips. Hey, ba Yeah. Hey, ba yeah, that's a great song. But I like the Blues Brothers version better, actually. Bo, 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 do that again. Yeah. Because back then there were those bands in the 50s that were really kind of takeoffs, or they were all kind of just fun, like the Olympics. Right. Uh, a band called the Olympics, Western yep. Movies. Had, it was a oh, fun wow. song. And then you had the uh, the Coasters, who were hilarious. Yeah. They took some of those, uh, those Brill Building songs, and they were... Absolutely hilarious. I mean, even something like Three Cool Cats. or uh-huh. And then, of course, Along Came Jones, where they're just right. just having having, having a, a blast. Yep, big time. And and then to hear, and, the, and those guys, the chips who did. Uh, oh, yeah. Bo, bo, bo. Speaking of having a blast, we do this every week. And um, we actually got uh, two comments about the last show, episode three. Is this like called free? Should we, should we? It's not really a mail, but if you want to hit it, go ahead. Oh, I just want to have that. <laughs> It's time to check the freak mail. All right. Time to check what he's freaking out over. I know it. I don't want to see watching when he give, reads it. need that. to give him a call. Okay. Catfish. Um, Skinny Gorilla out of Maryland and Leah in Florida both thought, and they both used the same word. They thought episode three was hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Thank you, yeah. thank you, you two people. Isn't that cool? Yeah. T Man and John at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line, make a suggestion. Request. 
dedication. We'll do dedication. Whatever you'd like. In whatever voice you'd like us to do. <laughs> that John, would be wonderful. And John does more than I do, even though uh, Kim looks at me sometimes and she's like, how did you know how to, how, how can you do that? Like Rocky and Bullwinkle, I like doing those. You know, I think our morning show, I guess I'll make it too universal here. Uh, I think our morning show, I, I told, because uh, we, thankfully, we've just been really successful here in the morning show. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Robbie Rose. Well, say where you are. The legendary Robbie Rose. Say where you are. Uh, Tony Fox, and uh, here in Jacksonville, WQIK. There you go. At 99.1. There you go. And uh, we've been a morning show together now, the three of us, for 10 years. Has it been that long already? Yeah, believe it or not. Good night of Friday. And um, I got the circles under my eyes to show you sure as hell do <laughs> of course then again you had circles under your eyes when i met you in 83 why you i oughta and so it was funny i was thinking because because we were on this run here where you know we were number one and nobody was close and somebody was like well what's the secret to y'all show yeah and then one day robbie had a, robbie was doing some kind of quick answer to something uh-huh and they came to me and i thought oh my gosh we are we're we're the bullwinkle show we're the Bullwinkle Show. I'm I'm uh, William Conrad. I'm the narrator. Yeah. And then who, the narrator who sometimes gets sucked into the stupidity. Yep. And then you got Tony who's kind of like Rocky, uh, Squirrel. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Hey. But that then, trick never works. Yeah. That. Up my sleeve. And then there's Robbie. Yeah. As Presto. Bullwinkle because he whoop no it was really like a Robbie line would be whoop no doubt about it I gotta get me another head yeah. <laughs> And that's Robbie's cadence, even. I thought, yeah. oh, my gosh, we're the Bullwinkle show. Yep. We're Rocky and Bullwinkle. Funny. And so, yeah, I've always thought of when I – and I've, that's one of my favorite all-time shows is Rocky and Of course it yeah. was. Fan mail from some flounder. No, this is what I really call a message. <laughs> the great uh, June Foray, speaking of voices. I tell you, man, for, for that to be a quote-unquote cartoon, I think the adults enjoyed yeah. watching that more than the kids because most of the jokes were just flying over the kids' heads. Oh, always. Yeah. Even the thing, uh, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff. We could do a whole thing on bullying. Innuendos. Oh, man, so great. Yeah. Yes. And, and at the time, they were pop culture references. Right. Like uh, Derwood Kirby was a, a well-known uh, TV personality. Mm-hmm. And so they were going after this one thing called the Kerwood Derby. You know, and it was things <laughs> yeah. like that. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the Bikini Atoll, you know, which is where they were doing the uh, test for the atom bomb. Yep. And th- so they had a place called the No Bikini Atoll. Uh-huh. You know, which is very funny. Yeah. Very funny stuff. Of course. Stuff. Are we done? I think, I think we're are, done. Are we done? I think we're done. Do we want to leave with the dip? Because <laughs> you know I do. Well, I miss Patrice Russian at the beginning, but I mean, you know. Well, Patrice can take us out. Well, whatever. Yeah, hit the dip. There you go. No, Patrice. Patrice. <laughs> Boy, that didn't take long, did it? That was a fun trip down memory lane, man. It was. Uh, we want to do some uh, some other stuff, too. Andy, got any suggestions for what we uh, you'd like to hear us talk about? Because, honestly, we could pick up uh, any Billboard magazine and yeah. we could go an hour and a half on we it. We really could. With no problem. So, yeah. anything specific you'd like for us to do? Somebody mentioned to me they would love to they would love to have our takes on a certain top tens. Okay. Like, we'll take the top ten from this week and whatever. Okay. And then just break down those songs. That okay. could be part of what we'll do. Okay. And I thought, hey, that's a good idea. It's kind of a fun thing. Sure. So, C-Man uh, and John at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yeah, please do, and uh, we'll get together again uh, like soon. Sometime it'll be it'll be March. It'll be episode five. You got any cute titles for that um, yet? I've got a couple knocking around in my brain. Yep. None of them will be like uh, a Star Wars reference or anything like that because we're getting close to that. Well, that's in May though. And thank goodness we got past four. We did. If it would have been the fourth episode in May, I know there would have been some kind of with a bullet. 